0: J.K. Potter's sky rolling solo today. Daniel and I did record this episode previously, but unfortunately we had a uh, electronic error when we were uploading it. So the episode got deleted. A bummer. Uh, a lot of time and effort and hard work went into the episode with Daniel, but unfortunately got cut out. Part of the business uh, you can't help when technology bails out. No big deal. Re record it for you. Uh, I'm going to knock out the NFL picks for week six, and I'm going to get into my fantasy championship in our league of record. We have uh, the Listener League finalists up. We have that interview also on the podcast. Make sure you check that out with our boy Drew Misick and Paul Borowski. Both those guys in the final this year. Shout out to them and good luck to both of them. I'll be talking about my League of Record Championships, see if my team can take it down. As always, send in your email to the fantasy uh, email address, which is tckpod at gmail.com and shoot us a DM on Instagram at the Candlestick Kids with the hashtag tckpod. As always, you've got a lot to cover. I'll try to blaze through this as quickly as possible. So let's get into it. All right, let's start in Tennessee. We have no Thursday games this week, of course, but we do have two Saturday games. Once again, I'm going to go through each of our picks. Uh, Again, Daniel uh, had some insight on this. Maybe you can chime in next week when we do them again, but I'm going to blaze through here really quick and uh, just get you guys my insight on who I think is going to win the game proper. Of course, you can... Turn back the clock a little bit and see who you uh, who you should start in the fantasy implications episode. This one here is just straight up who's going to win the game. So uh, before we get into it, let's check in with last year's or last week's results. Excuse me, last week I had my best week, twelve and four on the week with the picks. I got first place. Curly was eleven and five at second place. Daniel slumped a little bit. Third place, eight and eight. Curley stays in first place overall, 142, 81, and two. I'm behind him by four games, 138, 85, and two. And Daniel is two games behind me, 136, 87, and two. See if we can shake up a few of these things. First game on the slate in Tennessee, Redskins 7 7. Move into Tennessee, eight and six. This is Saturday afternoon. I'm going to pick the Titans here. I just think the Titans overall are going to be too much for the Washington team. Washington's been squeaking out some wins lately, but overall I think they're a a far uh, inferior team to Tennessee. Derrick Henry is absolutely out of his mind right now. I think he continues that. He'll be over 100 yards. Once again, the Titans are 5-0 at home this season, um, which I think they continue this week. They get to 6 – or excuse me, they're 5-1. and I think they get to 6-1, and beat the Redskins here this week. They have a, a big win um, this week, and then they face the Colts next week, which could potentially be for a playoff spot. So I think the Titans come out fired up at home and get a W there Saturday afternoon. Daniel and Curley also both pick the Titans. That is a trifecta. Another trifecta: the Chargers. We all picked the Chargers as well. The Chargers at home, eleven and three versus the eight and six Ravens. This has huge playoff implications. The Chargers have won ten of their last eleven games. We all think the Chargers are going to beat the Ravens, but this game is huge. If the Ravens win this game somehow, and the Chiefs lose, which I'll get to later on, the Chargers uh, would. Uh, excuse me. If the if the Ravens win this game and beat the Chargers and the Chiefs win, then they lock up the division and they lock up that number one seed. If the Chargers win and the Chiefs lose, then the Chargers would actually go from fifth to first place and the Chiefs would go from first to fifth place in the seating. And the Ravens, if they win, they're probably in. If they lose, they're most likely out. So both of these teams need this win here. Chargers ultimately are going to be too much even against a Stout Ravens defense. Philip Rivers, I think you got to tame his expectations on fantasy, but in, in NFL football, I think he's going to outplay uh, Lamar Jackson overall, and I think the Chargers are going to be too much on both sides of the ball. Looks like Melvin Gordon will play in this game. Keenan Allen still questionable, but looks like he's going to give it a shot as well. If not, if if only a decoy, he'll still have the potential to uh, you know be a distraction there. And I think the rest of these guys: Mike Williams, Tyrell Williams, um, Melvin Gordon. Uh, can, can do enough to get the win here. I, I just think that uh, Chargers' defense is also really legit and um, can potentially shut down uh, Lamar Jackson overall. Next up, we have the 10-4 and 4 Houston Texans going into Philadelphia, 7-7. and 7. Again, both teams need to win. The Texans trying to lock in their playoff um they they've already locked up a spot but they're looking to lock in a higher seed and the Eagles really just trying to hold on tight here to get a playoff berth period uh, to see if they have that magic uh, of course they won the Super Bowl last year they're hoping they can remain uh favorites going into the playoffs they have been slumping as of late of course are led by Nick Foles at this point Houston has won 10 games uh this season for the third time in their franchise history the Eagles are reeling but they're holding on tight we'll see what happens here Daniel actually picked the Eagles. Um, He thinks that they're going to have enough firepower. He doesn't believe in the Houston offense. I don't quite blame him, although I think and Curly think that the Texans will win this game, and I think that the Houston offense does have enough to get by this pretty porous Eagles secondary, and uh, the defensive lines I think are going to be the – winning winners and losers of this game both have a great front seven but rough secondary so we'll see which defense actually shows up in this game but i expect um the texans to do business even on the road and and be fine in this one let's move on to the packers and the jets the packers five eight and one the jets four and ten both eliminated from the playoffs I went out on a limb here. I'm picking the Jets. I'm going for an upset here. I know it's kind of ridiculous, but the Packers aren't the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is either injured or not himself. The rest of his team is is hurting right now. Devontae Adams is a beast. Everyone else is pretty questionable. Um, Aaron Jones, of course, is out for the season at this point. Jamal Williams is going to get the lion's share of the work back there, but he was the backup on purpose. I'm not super confident in them. The Packers are one of two teams without a road win this season. They're on the road here in New Jersey. It's going to be cold. I really like the way Sam Darnold's been playing. I like uh, the emergence of uh, Robbie Anderson and Elijah McGuire. Late in the year, the Jets' defense has shown some promise. Todd Bowles, although I think he gets fired, I think Todd Bowles maybe have has uh, one more bullet in the holster here uh, to try to to get a big win, um, if nothing else for namesake over the uh, Packers, even though they've had a uh, down season here. I think a win over the Packers would really make the Jets' season at this point. So I'm going to go out on a limb and take an upset here. I'll take the Jets at home. Curly and Daniel both pick the Packers. Moving into New England, nine and five Patriots host the five and nine Bills. Almost thought about taking the Bills here, but it's hard to go against the Patriots at home. I know what happened last week with the Steelers. I know what happened against uh, Miami. Those are both road games, though. Ste- uh, the Patriots are coming home for a much-needed uh, home victory here. This is a huge game all of a sudden. Playoff seeds on the line for sure. If somehow the Bills get the upset here, the Patriots are in real deep trouble overall. I think the Patriots do get enough to win this game. And the Patriots are the only team without a home loss this season, so I think that they will have enough to get the uh, win versus the Bills, although the Bills have been playing better as of late, but I just don't think Josh Allen's going to be able to get enough to outsmart uh, Uncle Bill. Now, of course, last time these two teams played, Derek Anderson was the quarterback. The Bills should have won this game last time they played. They shut down Gronkowski, shut down Brady. The Bills should have won. Derek Anderson is just too horrible for them to get points. Therefore, unfortunately, they lost this game in Buffalo I don't think they win here on the road trifecta for the Patriots next up the Vikings seven and six and one and the Detroit Lions five and nine Vikings have a slim chance of still making the playoffs the Lions have been out for a handful of weeks this one's in Detroit we have a trifecta for the Vikings I don't think very surprising there Kirk Cousins has 17 giveaways this season which is tied for the most in the NFL but this Lions defense this Lions offense is both pretty porous I think they're everyone's looking forward to next year they need to retool they got rid of the two of their best receivers Um, Well, Marvin Jones got hurt. Golden Tate got traded. Kenny Galladay's the truth, of course. But carrying on, Johnson's on IR. Matt Stafford's been um, not himself this year. That defense has been really, really rough. So uh, I just, I just don't think they're going to have enough to shut down the Vikings. The Vikings have a newfound run game. I think uh, Dalvin Cook goes nuts in this game. I think Kirk Cousins does enough. Thielen and Diggs will be themselves. They'll be fine, and ultimately the Vikings' defense will stop the Lions. I like the Vikings on the road in this one, and so do the guys. Next up, another trifecta. The uh, Buccaneers 5-9 and nine head into Dallas to face the Cowboys 8-6. and six. The Cowboys can clinch the NFC East with a win here. We have a trifecta for the boys. Not really a surprise here at home. I know they got embarrassed last week, and they got shut out by the Colts in indianapolis however i think that they bounce back i think dak amari cooper and zeke have huge games i don't trust Jameis on the road versus the secondary i think that the dallas defense is underrated and i think they're going to beat up on the uh, buccaneers to be honest i think they're going to uh, slow down mike evans and peyton barber therefore i don't think there's gonna be much else to go from the rest of the team so i will take the boys at home and of course they're trying to clinch and get themselves locked into the playoffs as well next up the Bengals six and eight Browns 6-7-1. and one. This is a, a very interesting matchup here. The Browns are looking to sweep the Bengals for the first time since 2002. The Browns also have a 1% chance of winning. There's all these different scenarios that are crazy, but basically the Browns have to win today, uh, this week and next week. And uh, next week they have to have the Colts and the Titans tie. Um, both those teams need to lose this week. Um, <laughs> there's a lot going on here for the Browns, so probably a long shot uh, just in – you know, percentage-wise for the Browns to make the playoffs, but I think they get the win here. We know how Baker feels about Hugh Jackson. The Browns have been playing very hot right now. The Bengals are not. They have barely have a team. Tyler Boyd is out. Joe Mixon can't do it by himself. And Baker Mayfield's been out of his mind, and uh, Nick Chubb is great as well. I think that the Browns are really going to try to take it to Hugh Jackson to end the season here. I'm going to take the Browns trifecta. All three of us take the Browns at home. Next up, Falcons, 5-9. and nine. Panthers six and eight. Panthers come away with another tough loss, lose Cam Newton for the season. Christian McCaffrey has over 150 total yards. He's the first player since 1970, uh, other than uh, Walter Payton, to throw, pass, and run for 50 yards. But it wasn't enough over the Saints. The Saints get an ugly win, remain the number one seed in the NFC. I'm the uh, let's see, Daniel actually is the odd man out here. He's going to take the Panthers. Uh, basically, he thinks that defense is legit. Um, and he just doesn't believe in the Falcons on the road. I don't blame him. Basically my caveat here that I was mentioning in the previous episode was that I'm going to pick the Falcons because with Julio Jones, I think they're a better team. And I think they'll win this game. Ultimately, if Julio sits, which he sounds like a true game time decision, if he sits in this game, I'm going to flip my pick and I'm going to go with the Panthers. Curly, uh, is locked into the Falcons. Moving on to the Jaguars, a four and 10 Dolphins, seven and seven. This one's ugly. Uh, Jaguars um, have just pretty much called it in for the for the the year. Um, Leonard Fournette was game scripted out by his own coaches last week. Uh, that defense should be better. It's not. Um, I think they have a good game against uh, the Dolphins. I don't think their offense is that good, honestly. But um, the Jaguars on the road have been horrible as a defense, especially rushing the or run defense. So worried about that, and the Dolphins being at home. Um, sniffing the playoffs as well. I think they have a, a very long shot, but they do have a chance at 7-7, seven to seven, need to get the win here. I just think overall the Dolphins are going to be too much on both sides of the ball. I think the Dolphins' defense is a nice streamer here in fantasy as well. And um, So this is going to be an ugly match. I, I'm not going to be watching this game at all, but I think ultimately the Dolphins get the win at home. Let's move on to Indianapolis, where the Colts coming off a huge win, of course, against the Cowboys, like I just mentioned. Shut out the Cowboys last week for the first time since 2003, and uh, they face the Giants, who got shut out themselves versus the Titans last week. Giants are five and nine. Colts are eight and six. Colts, as I mentioned, just like the Titans at eight and six, trying to uh, slip in there to the back of the uh, wild card chase in the AFC technically could still catch the Texans if the Texans drop two games and uh, one of these teams wins out uh, they could tie potentially and we'll see what happens with the tiebreaker there but ultimately I think the Colts are gonna be too much here for the Cowboys Saquon Barkley is is the only hope they have Uh, Odell Beckham is out once again in this game I think Evan Ingram is gonna have a nice game here but ultimately the uh, the Colts offense is on fire right now especially at home their defense has been playing much much better as well they just corralled Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, I think they slow down the Giants as well. Um, uh, Saquon will get his numbers, I'm sure. Uh, he just because he's going to get every touch in this game. But ultimately, I, I think the Colts come out on top and get the uh, get the win here. The Colts have won seven of their last games. Uh, excuse me, they've won seven of the last eight games after starting one and five on the season. Next up, the Bears ten and four face the Forty Nine ers four and ten. This one is in the Bay Area, in California. I am the odd man out here. I'm going out on a limb, and I'm taking the 49ers. This is my upset of the week, easily. The 49ers are seven and one in December uh, with under Coach Shanahan in the last two years. Of course, last year they were molten lava, super hot, being undefeated in uh, December. They have two more wins this year. I think that the 49ers shocked the world and take the Bears. On paper, this doesn't look like a plus plus matchup. Daniel totally scolded me. Um, he was actually he agreed with me a little bit that the 49ers have a chance, but he ultimately took the Bears. So did Curley, and I'm not surprised. I think the Niners have, are well coached. I think that their defense is playing better than it gets credit, although it's leaky, of course. I am not super into this Bears offense in general. I know they're gadgety. I know they're fun to watch. I know they're exciting. I know they've had some big games, but not on the road. And when those big games have happened, they've happened against bad teams. I think the Niners are playing their best ball right now, although that record doesn't show it. I understand. I think they're playing their best ball right now. The Bears are coming off a huge emotional win to wrap up the the, the division. Niners are coming off a big win as well, beating the Seattle Seahawks last week. I think the Niners, frankly, just just have the home field advantage here, and I think the Niners upset the world, beat the Bears here. It's my upset of the week. I'll take the 49ers. Curly and Daniel both take the Bears. Next up, the Rams and Cardinals. Rams 11-3, Cardinals 3-3. Uh, 11. Jared Goff has 10 giveaways in the last four games. I think that stops in this game uh, unless uh, Patrick Peterson can can um, break one off. Although Patrick Peterson's questionable in this game too, the, the Cardinals don't have a chance. Um, a couple years ago when the Rams were bad and the Cardinals were good, the Rams would kind of upset the Cardinals and the Seahawks every once in a while because they get up for games. I just don't see the Cardinals having enough even at home To uh, I think it'll be a close game because it's a uh, a divisional game. It's late in the season. This would make the Cardinals season if they beat the Rams somehow, like I mentioned last week with the Niners and Seahawks. But the only chance the Cardinals have is if Todd Gurley sits, which he definitely could. So look at uh, C.J. Anderson, potentially, who would be the starter, and John Kelly if he's not available. But I just don't think the Cardinals are going to have enough to slow down the Rams. I think the Rams bounce back here, uh, versus a uh, inferior team and David Johnson gets corralled with that ridiculous defensive line of the Rams. And, uh, the Rams get the trifecta here from us, uh, three wins over the Cardinals. Next up, we have the Steelers and the saints. This is going to be a super fun fantasy game for the NFL purposes. I'm going to take the saints. We have a trifecta for the saints. They can clinch home field advantage and, um, Uh, excuse me, home field advantage in the NFC with a win and the saints coming off of that ugly win versus Carolina. But I think they get right at home. They've been on the road two weeks in a row. Steelers coming off an emotional win versus the uh, New England Patriots, but that was at home. This game's on the road. Much like I mentioned with the Ravens and Chargers game, this is a very, very similar game here where the Steelers and the saints both need a win bad saints need a win just to maintain and lock up that uh, number one seed and home field advantage advantage. But the Steelers need a win even worse just to get into the playoffs. If they lose, they're probably out. Both teams need a win. Ultimately, I'll take home breeze over Road Bend, and we're going to go trifecta with the Saints. Final two games, Sunday night football, the Chiefs and the Seahawks. Curly's the odd man out here. He went with the Chiefs. Uh, of course, you know he loves Patrick Mahomes, and why wouldn't you? I don't blame him. Uh, ultimately, Daniel and I picked the Seahawks. Of course, Daniel loves the Seahawks and Russell Wilson, and, and he's been touting him all season, so no surprise there. I have turned my, uh, my hatred for the Seahawks, or just not hatred, but um, disbelief, I guess, in the Seahawks uh, early in the season, which I was right the first half of the season. But now they're catching stride at the right time. They're one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now, even though they had a hiccup last week against the Niners. Nobody wants to play the Seahawks in the playoffs. I think the Seahawks get the win here in Seattle over the Chiefs, um, Seahawks are eight and six. Chiefs are eleven and three. The uh, Chiefs have twenty four points in the last nineteen straight games. I think they score under twenty four points. I got to be honest. I think that Seahawks defense is legit. I think they're gonna. It's gonna be a sloppy, rainy, wet, cold game up in Seattle uh, during the evening. I think the Chiefs are gonna get a little bit blindsided, by the twelfth man, the crowd up there in Seattle, it's gonna be nasty. I think Russell Wilson and the boys do enough, and I think Chris Carson goes crazy in this game, uh, pretty much putting the w- uh, game away by himself. Last but not least, the or maybe least, jeez, the Monday Night Football game. The Broncos six and eight face the Raiders at three and eleven. The Raiders have twelve sacks this season, which is the fewest in franchise history. I think they get absolutely destroyed in this game. Daniel picked the Raiders for the third time this season. He is zero two in his Raider picks. I gave him shit on the last podcast. Unfortunately, you have to wait for me to scold him next week, assuming they lose this game. If the Raiders win, I'm gonna get destroyed but uh, i'll I'll take it. I am certainly not <laughs> picking the Raiders ever um at least this season, and uh, definitely not against the Broncos who I don't believe in their offense at all, but I think their defense is going to destroy uh, Derek Carr and the rest of the crew here. They just signed Nathan Peterman, so if Derek Carr slips up in the first half, maybe they throw in Peterman to see what he's worth. Well, we know what he's worth, but Gruden loves the guy, so we'll see what happens here. Kind of a joke of a Monday Night football game, but as I mentioned on Tuesday, they don't change these games up because uh you know, they're already pre-planned Sunday night games. They can put in spot fillers Monday night, not so much. So Daniel's going to go with the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Broncos. Curly's going to go with the Broncos. And um the Broncos are, are eliminated from the playoffs, but I think that this is a huge old school divisional rivalry game here. I think the Broncos get up for it. The Raiders don't quite have enough in Oakland. And it's uh, important to mention, this could potentially be the last game at the Oakland Coliseum for the Raiders here. Um, so maybe a little bit of uh just win baby magic, um, from Al Davis, uh, in, in the ether. I don't see it happening, but Daniel thought there could be a shot in the dark there potentially to send them off, um, into the sunset after, you know, we give the Raiders a lot of shit on the podcast because we grew up 49er fans are across the Bay. It's kind of a, uh, kind of a fun rivalry there, but they've been horrible this season. Um, in the last couple of years as well, but the Raiders have one of the most historic franchises in the NFL beloved uh, fan base around the country, one of the most popular fan bases, of course, in the nation. Um, So no hate really on the Raiders. I would love to see them win to set off uh, their fans, um, you know, to to the last game of the season here in Oakland. But I don't think it's going to happen here. I think the Broncos are just going to be too much on both sides of the ball. Questions of the week this week. The Baltimore or I had uh, let's see, I had three. Players from each position, quarterback, running back, and receiver. I went with Philip Rivers at Baltimore, Tom Brady versus the Buffalo Bills, or Jared Goff versus the Cardinals. I went with Brady, Daniel went with Goff, and uh, Curly went with Goff as well. The running backs, I went with Derrick Henry versus the Redskins, Lamar Miller at, assuming he plays, of course, at Philadelphia, and Dalvin Cook versus Detroit. Um, I went with... Dalvin Cook, Daniel went with Dalvin Cook, and Curly went with Derrick Henry over the Redskins. And last was the receivers. I went with Amari Cooper over the Buccaneers. Uh, or Amari Cooper versus the Buccaneers, Julio at Carolina, Doug Baldwin versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I went with Amari Cooper, Daniel went with Julio, and Curly went with Amari Cooper as well. So we'll see what happens there. We'll have uh, the Week 17 picks, of course, next week as well and get into that. Um, Hopefully the guys will be back. I do want to give a quick heads up that uh, we'll probably be taking some time off next week. Of course, Christmas Eve is Monday. Christmas is Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I'm going to try to hop on a podcast, probably solo. The guys will be traveling with their family. They're going back, um, you know, meeting their family and hanging out and stuff like that. So I'll probably do a podcast or two solo next week, but it'll be slow going. Um, But those would be the do play in a week 17 fantasy championship, Again, I recommend you don't do that in the future. But if you do this year, you can't change it at this point. So please feel free to reach out to us. And I can still give the advice, of course. Uh, you know, Always reach out to the DM on Instagram at the Candlestick Kids or shoot us an email at tckpod at gmail.com and I can help you out with that. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy caught in a what can you do? I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't do anything. There's nothing. We can't do. Sh-. We couldn't sh- throw. We throwing interceptions. It's just, man. It's sh- we just got our sh- totally kicked. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. This team is going to the playoffs. D- playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Another game. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their but they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Before I get out of here, I want to go through my League of Record championship matchup against my good brother, Ulysses. Uh, he's actually my former boss, um, one of my best friends here in Eugene, one of the first guys I met when I moved up here 11 years ago, and his family's come become close to mine. Uh, so I wish him luck as a, as a friend and a person, but unfortunately it would come at my expense, so we'll see what happens here. I'm rolling out with Baker Mayfield over Aaron Rodgers, uh, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, assuming he plays, Eric Ebron, Deshaun Hamilton, Kalen Bellage, the Colts defense, and Greg Zerline. Uh, one swapperoo I may do is if Todd Gurley sits, I picked up C.J. Anderson. I would probably swap in C.J. Anderson for one of my flex guys, uh, but I haven't decided on who yet. Ulysses is going with Drew Brees, Saquon Barkley, Philip Lindsay, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, George Kittle, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett, Vikings defense, and Jason Myers. All great options for him. I love his team, honestly. Uh, he was the number two seed. I was the number one seed in the regular season. So we got the two best teams heading into the uh, fantasy championship. Hopefully I can take him down. Um, but I, I wish him well as a friend. And, and uh, you know, if I got to lose – If I got to lose to him, so be it. It's the fantasy gods. Uh, We'll see what happens. But hopefully it's a great matchup, and hopefully I can come out on top and give you all some good news next week. that'll do it remember to email us your start sit questions to tckpod at gmail.com and dm us on instagram at the candlestick kids with the hashtag tckpod make sure to follow our ig stories on saturday again saturday games no thursday games saturday games sunday and monday of course bring home that championship y'all good luck make sure to tune in next week we'll have our final week of podcast uh routinely at least for week 17 and uh, i'll be rolling those solo probably with the guys being out but hopefully they can tune in a little bit Thank you so much for listening. Good luck in week 16. Go get those championships. For Dana Sancato and Ryan Curlypara. I'm Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.